What is up, beautiful people? It is a, another lovely day for the MetaHealing.me podcast. And this episode, I've been torn between two different episodes, and I'm ultimately going to go with the latter. I want to show you the first one that I was mulling around with. I was considering doing an episode on my full moon release ritual because today is a full moon, and this is something that's brought me a crap ton of. Uh, joy and a lot of releasing. Like I, I, I've really been able to quantum loop through doing these rituals. However, something else has been on my heart for a little bit longer and it's what I would do differently if I started my self-healing journey all over again. So that's what this episode is about. Perhaps next week I'll release about the full moon ritual. So for right now, I'm going to share with you everything that I would do if I started my self-healing journey all over again and why I would do it. And after being on this journey for four years now, I have learned a few things and I'm going to share it from a more healed perspective now than what I was going through in the beginning. So buckle up. Let's do it. What is up, you beautiful human being? This podcast is designed to create a safe space to talk about trauma because trauma is one of those things that we get shamed on sometimes and we don't want to share with anybody and we internalize it. And when you internalize pain and don't process through and out of it, then it's going to stick with you in your DNA forever. So this is MetaHealing.me and I am your podcast host, Rachel Hunter. I'm sharing real life experiences and also feedback on what you can do to have peace right now. If I were going to start my self-healing journey all over again, this is what I would do. There is no particular order to this, and I'm going to kind of walk you through the stages of the self-healing journey and the things that I would do differently if I was starting all over again. So a little bit about my self-healing journey is in 2018, I experienced burnout, and that led me to dropping out of that corporate high-paced hustle mentality environment, and it left me searching and seeking answers for me to find myself on my journey and my path. And it was messy. <laughs> it was really messy because I was going at it alone. I didn't really have much guidance other than Google and YouTube and what the universe was kind of throwing at me that I was able to process through. So in the beginning of my journey, like it was really rough. It was very messy. I was really confused about who I was, what my purpose was. I had no idea what my identity was at the core. And I I felt really disconnected from everything, everybody. I felt like I had no meaning and I, I really struggled with myself internally. And that led to my journey taking longer for it to come full circle, right? Now, I'm a firm believer that healing is ongoing. Healing never ends. And committing yourself to a self-healing journey is, it's number one, committing to your ancestors with healing stuff that they went through and choosing to heal those generational traumas. That's one part of your self-healing journey. Another part of it is healing different things that have happened within yourself, past relationships, traumas that you've gone through, and different experiences that you've endured that have caused you a lot of pain. That's another part of it. There's other things to heal too, and we don't often think about them and realize them, 
One thing that I would absolutely for certain do different on my self-healing journey is I would heal my money stories sooner. Now, when you're healing, you have your human aspects that you're healing, right? You have your physical body, your physical human belief systems. And then you also have things that are your spiritual, your soul, your energy that you're healing. Uh, one other thing that heals is your money stories that comes along with being human, right? I'm not going to sugarcoat this because a lot of people believe that money just comes super easy for some people. And, you know, for example, celebrities, they don't struggle. They deal with things that we don't see, right? They have struggles that we never know about. And the money story is really important on your self-healing journey, healing these money stories and beliefs about money because the human part of you can't focus on the healing if you're worried about money. I'm going to say that again. The human part of you cannot heal unless the human part of you cannot heal if you're worried about money. Period. So all things are energy, your thoughts, your your body, your emotions, it's all energy. And in fact, emotion is just energy in motion. So if you're on a self-healing journey, yet you're freaking worried about money, you're worried about where the next dollar is going to come from, it's removing energy from your healing process. And really focusing in on healing those money stories, the origination of them, your beliefs surrounding money, the not enough, not enoughness, the scarcity, the lack mindset that's associated with money, right? The generational money stories that get passed down, the money doesn't grow on trees, the uh, work harder to get more money. And all of these things that we are taught to believe about money, that it's hard being a single parent, that if you're a single parent, you gotta be struggling. Or if you're a female, the only way that you could come into wealth is if you marry rich. These are things that we've been exposed to, passed down for generation, and healing these money stories has been crucial for me. So I didn't actively start healing my money stories until last year. So in... Um, Almost a year ago now, so it was around May of last year that I invested into a money program that heals money stories and your relationship with money. Because I was really fed up with the cycle that I was going through. These, I, Because I have been basically an adult since I was 16 years old, I've been on my own since I was 16 years old because I got kicked out of my home at 16. <laughs> another story, another, another day, you can go back to another podcast uh, and learn more about that one. <laughs> so the money stories, I struggled a lot with money, with uh, finding my way, with being able to provide for myself, to feel abundant. And those money stories and those traumas got rooted really deep, really, really early on in my life. And last year when I dedicated to healing these money stories, and my beliefs about money and the energy of money, I invested into this program with my coach and I've gone through the program three times <laughs> because I've had a lot to undo. And one of the things about healing is you undo, you unbecome so that you can become, right? We're undoing things that we've been living in for so long so that we can make way and open up room for new.
right? So that's one thing that I would do. I'd hear these money, feel these money stories first so that I can get that out of the way to have a healthy relationship with money, to feel more abundant in the now so that I'm not worried or stressed about money or feeling lack and scarcity when it comes to wealth and abundance, okay? That's one thing I would do. Another thing that I would do earlier is to heal my relationship with food. And again, we have our human physical nature, our human physical body, and we survive on food, okay? In fact, most people think about food all day, what they're going to eat next, what they ate last, if they're feeling guilt about food, right? All of these things are embedded into your human DNA. We have taught ourselves to heal through food in unhealthy ways by doing emotional eating. And if I were going to start my self-healing journey all over again, I would, again, start with healing my relationship with food and also using food to heal my body. With the research that I have done on food and the energetics and the vibration of different things that we eat and consume, I would absolutely have started that sooner. Being completely open and honest, I have considered myself a healthy person most of my life. However, uh, within the last 12 weeks alone, I invested into a, a health nutrition coach to teach me more about food, to teach me more about how my body processes food and how I, the, the relationship that I have with food, the relationship that I have with my body. And I would have done that a lot sooner knowing what I know now because I've seen a huge difference within myself just in these last 12 weeks of being more intentional about my eating and about the food that I'm consuming and allowing food to heal my body. So whenever you nourish your body, it gives you more energy that you're able to go deeper into certain areas because healing uses a lot of energy. Healing can be really draining if you allow it to. And so feeling, feeling, my country's coming out again, filling yourself up first through food and nourishing your body so you have more of that energy that you're not eating low vibrational foods or going into old cycles like emotional eating to give yourself that instant gratification that release to feel better. That is absolutely something that will support you in the beginning if you do that sooner, okay? Something else I would do is I would focus on the outcome versus focusing on the tool. What I mean by this, and this is kind of controversial because I've built my online coaching business around a toolkit and having a toolkit that supports you. And this is kind of a catch-22. And I also get to see, like when I'm working with clients and teaching them about their toolkit, I get to see where they are on their healing journey by how they look at their tools and how they're using their tools. What I mean by this is, Focusing on the outcome versus the tool. So in the beginning of my self-healing journey, I would focus on the tool that I was using. And for example, a tool, one tool can be like a meditation. Another tool is crystals. Uh, there's tools like uh, food is one of them, healing yourself through food. There's sound. There's, so there's different modalities and tools that we get to use that are available to us that help us to have more peace and balance within ourselves and w- within our environment, right? So versus focusing on the meditation, I've got to do meditation, or even if you're reframing it, I get to do meditation and how that supports you in the present. 
the outcome that we get to focus on versus that modality of meditation, the outcome of meditation is it's grounding. You're focusing on the after effect of that meditation, which is how you feel. So after you do a meditation, you're going to feel light. You're going to feel grounded, more peace. So I would focus on that aftermath, the outcome of what that tool is giving you versus focusing on the tool itself. Another example is crystals. When I first started my healing journey, let's call it 2020, and I'm going to talk about the how 2020 happened for me, how COVID happened for me. <laughs> so one thing at the beginning of when I went deeper into my self-healing journey in 2020, I got into crystals and metaphysicals because it gave me something to focus on. And again, the crystal, the, it's just, it's the tool What it is, is the outcome. Like if you're new to like woo-woo stuff, stick with me. I'm going to teach you a little bit about it. So crystals, they're naturally earth made. They are a gift from the earth. They are made through minerals and water and elements and different things that make it like that. And each crystal has a different frequency, a different vibration. And that different vibration and frequency can do different things for your body and your environment, your thoughts. It can do healing. It can uh, repel negative thoughts. It can repel negative energies coming from somebody else. So that's the tool. However, the outcome of the crystal is how you feel after you've used it. So depending on what crystal you're using, let's say a rose quartz crystal, it's the the love, the abundance, the heart, the the healing of that that vibration. So the rose quartz is rooted in a healing frequency of 432 or 528 hertz. The outcome from using that said crystal, let's say if I'm using that rose quartz crystal to heal my heart, the outcome of that is removing a heart wall. Because we all have walls around our heart. We're taught to protect our heart, that we've got to protect ourselves, And we get hurt and we immediately put up a wall around our heart, causing ourselves to reject things, to push things away from us. And honestly, being completely transparent, I have found more healing from opening up my heart than I did with protecting it with a heart wall. The more you choose to open up your heart and allow an abundance, the more blockages you remove. So versus using that crystal as a tool to heal your heart, focus on the outcome after you've used the tool of having a more free, open, and loving heart. Okay? So again, focusing on the outcome versus a tool. We've talked about healing money stories, healing relationships with food. One other thing that I would do is I would choose to invest in a coach sooner. So, and this would happen after healing the money stories because when I hadn't healed my money stories yet, I was coming at healing from a place of lack that I didn't have the money to hire somebody to teach me and show me the way. And because I felt like I didn't have the money, I was rejecting a new level of healing. And so by holding on to those old money stories and belief systems with not healing those money stories first, you're prolonging your healing by thinking that you don't have enough to invest into yourself. Okay. So 
I would heal those money stories so that I'd be able to invest in a coach sooner because having somebody in your corner that vibrates with you, that you get to use their energy, that you get to have a healed perspective speaking to you and where you are because they know the process because they've been through it, they've been doing it. They embody it every day. And so aligning yourself with that vibration will help you to quantum leap sooner, to heal faster, to be in that vibration that is more attractive to your desires. Because we heal ourselves so that we can get out of pain. And so if you align yourself with somebody that's already gotten themselves out of pain and helped others do it, then it's going to help you with where you are on your journey. So investing into a coach sooner. Something else I would do is be more intentional about self-care. I would be like gangbusters on my self-care way sooner and not think about self-care as something as frivolous or a luxury because self-care is a tool, again, that helps you to sustain your energy because if you don't take care of yourself first, then you're not going to have the energy to heal. So being way more intentional about that self-care that you're loving on yourself more, you're uh, treating yourself more, and, and I mean every day, you're choosing every day to do something to show yourself love versus saying, when that happens, I will do that, right? So a lot of people will prolong the gratification versus giving yourself gratification now. So a prolonged, an example of prolonged gratification is, when this happens, I will do this. And prolonged gratification has its place too. Okay, please don't misunderstand me. It has its place too. However, when we're bringing intentionality into our healing, with bringing the intentionality into the now, the self-care, and having that instant gratification, it gives you more excitement to go forward. Okay, so having that that uh, self-care and being intentional with it now, allowing yourself to feel good now will give you more energy, more excitement, and have you look at your healing from a more abundant perspective. Because when you're taking care of your mind, your body, your spirit, your heart, your soul, your finances, when you're healing these things from a uh, nourished perspective, it's way easier to go through the harder shit because your cup is fuller. And that's why we focus on self-care first because it gives you the fuel to go further and deeper onto your journey. Another thing that I would do sooner is develop my intuition. Oh my goodness. I would super focus on my intuition with the trusting myself, believing myself, with developing my intuitive powers way sooner before I did anything else. Because when you don't trust yourself and you're on a self-healing journey, you're going to continue to have doubt. When you have doubt, you're going to put yourself into a cycle of shame, guilt, fear, worry versus fully trusting yourself in the process that you are loved and infinitely supported, that you are an intuitive being that is able to decide quickly and feel healthy about that decision versus going round and around and around, pushing it off, second guessing yourself, all of these things that we do because our inner critic is in the lead. 
And whenever you learn to dance with your inner critic, you're going to have more uh, intention when it comes to your intuition. So I would do that way sooner. <laughs> it would save me so much stress, worry, grief, uh, all like all of these uh, negative emotions that we experience whenever we're doubting ourselves, the imposter syndrome. So definitely doing intuition sooner. Okay. Something else I would do is I would shift my focus from getting out of pain to feeling healed. So when we're going on our self-healing journey, like in the beginning especially, all we're thinking about and all we're actively working towards is getting out of pain. And as human beings, we're doing two things all the time. We're either going towards pleasure or going away from pain. All your motivation is either rooted with going towards pleasure or getting away from pain. Okay. On a self-healing journey, something has happened to you because you've been in a fight or flight state for so long. You've been in a stress state that you are activating this, this part of yourself, your adrenaline, your in the go, 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 do, 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 do. And you're focused on getting out of that pain that you're feeling. That's all you're focused on is how can I feel better now? I got to get out of this pain now. It's too much for me to handle. Okay. So versus focusing on getting out of the pain, switching and shifting that perspective to feeling healed now. Okay, and part of that healing process, that self-healing journey, it's learning how to reframe. I, I work with my clients constantly on reframing because it's something that is like foundational that you get to use when you're going on your journey. So versus wanting to get out of pain now, how can you feel healed now? What helps you to heal? What helps you to feel healed? When you are healed, how do you feel? Because you're looking to get out of pain when we're, and again, going to use the outcome versus the tool, the outcome is feeling healed. So the tool here is getting out of pain and using your modalities in your toolkit to get you out of pain versus in shifting that perspective to say, what does it feel like to already be healed? What does the healed version of myself look like? If I were showing up as the healed version of myself, what would I say, do, or be? Okay, so that's the shift. That's the juicy stuff we're talking about here. The next thing I would do if I started my self-healing journey all over again, I would be okay with not being okay. I would be okay with not being okay. Because when you're going through this journey, we feel like if we're in a negative state, if we're having negative thoughts, negative energies, that it's not safe, it's not okay. Seeing it and feeling it first, acknowledging that you have pain to be healed, acknowledging you've got trauma, and being okay with the not being okay. Because it's absolutely inhuman to be okay 100% of the time. There's no way that we're going to avoid the shit. The shit never stops coming. <laughs> we just get better at navigating through the chaos with ease. So being okay with not being okay is the energy that we're about. That's what I would do. I would give myself permission to sit in that feeling for a moment and not be okay before completely dismissing it and saying, I can't feel this because it doesn't feel good. Allowing yourself the, the freedom to say, oof, I feel sad. I feel hurt. I am in pain. 
And by acknowledging that first, it gives yourself the power to move through and out of it. And then we get to use our toolkit to get to the outcome. And we get to focus on the outcome so that we can feel healed. So give yourself permission to be okay with not being okay. A few more things here I'm going to share with you about what I would do. So this is something I'm actually doing right now. And now that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh my Lord. (laughs) If I had done this sooner, I would have a completely different foundation. I would have a completely different outcome. And there's no, you know, there's, you can't go back. I can't go back to my healing journey. However, I can teach you so that you can go forward with ease on your journey. Okay. So even though I can't go back on my journey, I can't restart my journey all over again. I can equip you with the tools so that you can have an easier, smooth flowing journey. Okay. I just started doing this a few days ago and I, if I had done this when I started my journey, I would be in a completely different place right now. And I'm grateful for my journey because it has brought me to where I am. However, I am so freaking excited that by doing this thing right now, where I'm going to be in the next 30 days. Okay, so what I'm doing, and I decided to do this. I was doing a, I was having a conversation with my higher self and my inner child both at the same time. And we are, we're asking ourselves, what is the best possible outcome here? What is the best thing that can possibly happen? Okay. And I came up with this new motto of this is my week to quantum leap. And by having these conversations with my higher self and my inner child, I developed this new program that I'm going to be coming out with quantum leap in a week, CEO your life. And so I'm testing out what I'm going to be teaching because I walk the walk. I practice everything that I'm teaching. I go through my programs and my modules constantly because I choose to put myself in that position to know how it feels. I want to put myself in the experience of what you're going to be experiencing. So what I'm doing right now to prepare myself for this is I'm doing 30 days with no TV, no streaming. I'm not, I've got all of the apps on my devices deleted. I have completely removed my projector from my space. I don't have access to it. I've removed the batteries from my remote. I like, I have to go through so many steps if I'm going to go back on this deal with myself, which I'm not even worried about because I've trained myself to stick to my commitments and honor my commitments to myself. So I'm doing 30 days of no streaming, no TV, okay? And I'm also doing 30 days of no alcohol. Now, where I am right now in my relationship with alcohol, I consider it way healthier than I have been in the past. Uh, I haven't always had the best relationship with alcohol. I sure haven't. I will be the first to admit I've had some very addictive tendencies when it has come to alcohol, okay? So right now, like before I made this decision, I drink probably twice a month. And this is basically, I base this upon the energetic moon cycle because there's different cycles that the moon goes through and how it affects your body. Because, you know, if you're looking at it, the moon controls water, (laughs) the moon controls water, and the human body is made up of about 70% water. So if the moon controls water, that means the energy of the moon gets to also control your body because you're made up of water, okay? And this is something I've learned by doing way more conversations and meditations, and the deeper that I go on my journey, the more that I discover these new truths. So for the next 30 days, I am number one, I'm, I'm cutting out all streaming. 
I'm cutting out all alcohol and I'm also limiting outside contact so that I get to rebuild my foundation. I am so freaking excited of what was going, what is going to be in 30 days. Like I'm freaking like so amped up about who I'm going to become, who I am becoming, what the outcome is going to be with my personal life, with my businesses. Like I am lit up about this shit. I am so freaking excited about the person that I'm going to become in the next 30 days. And so I would have done this way sooner on my journey because I've already seen a huge difference within myself by doing this. So if you're just starting out on your self-healing journey, if you're not sure where to start, I highly encourage this 30-day experiment. I'm not going to call it a challenge because it's easy. Something's a challenge if you – something's – something is only a challenge if you make it a challenge. There we go. (laughs) So starting out on that journey, committing to yourself with building your foundation because that's what it does. It's so easy to get, get sucked back into old habits that don't serve us anymore. I love movies. I grew up on movies. I grew up in the country. We did not have cable television. We had a huge antenna that my dad welded and we would reach out in the living room window and turn it so we could get a better signal. And that was how I grew up. I grew up using television and movies as a way to distract myself from what was going on in my home life. And if you're here, you've probably experienced the same thing. And the habits that we learn to cope in childhood spill over into adulthood and usually exasperate themselves by not dealing with it in a healthy way, okay? I believe in you. If you choose to do this 30-day experiment of no TV streaming, no alcohol, and limiting your outside contact to build your foundation, I totally believe in you and I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And if there's something you are choosing to do, send me a message and I can share with you some things that I did that helped me along that process. Okay. Woo, this is fun. <laughs> I like this episode. I'm, I'm grateful that I decided to do this episode today. All right. The next thing that I would do through starting over my self-healing journey again is I would be comfortable I would get comfortable with being by myself and not feeling alone. And this kind of goes hand in hand with that 30-day experiment of the no TV, alcohol, limiting outside contact. When COVID hit, let's let's go back to a month before COVID hit, before it hit the states, okay? Before the shutdown, pre-shutdown. <laughs> before COVID hit, I was going out three and four nights a week. I was drinking almost every single day. I was having such a difficult time within myself and that was spilling over into my parenting, into my children's life. I was getting agitated, irritated. I was snapping. I was, honestly, I was becoming a, I was a completely different person then than I am now because I didn't have balance and peace within myself. Okay. I was extremely uncomfortable being alone because I was, scared of what was going to come up. I was scared of not knowing how to do it. I was scared to be alone because I had taught that being alone was scary. I was taught that being by myself was something that wasn't acceptable, that you had to always be going, be doing, and that you had to be with somebody else to find your worth and your value. And Whenever that shutdown happened, I was forced to be alone. And this is why I say COVID happened for me. Like I 
put money on it. I literally, I stand by this that I truly believe that the universe created COVID so that I would go deeper on my self-healing journey. This is my truth. This is what I believe is truth because I just, I know it. It's my truth. I know that COVID happened for me because if it did not happen, I would most likely still be going out. I'd still be going into situations that did not serve me. I'd still have relationship with people that didn't value me, that were making me feel like less, that were reducing my worth. And I would not have gone deeper on my self-healing journey. And so through that process, I was forced to be alone and I became comfortable with being by myself and not feeling alone. Because that alone feeling can be there whether you're in a crowded room or with you're by yourself. I've been in a room full of people and I still felt alone. Send me a message if this has been your experience too, right? I love the movie Titanic because she just shares about something that resonates with me so much that, you know, she was in a room crowded full of people and she was screaming inside and nobody saw her. She still felt alone. That resonates with me so freaking much because I have been there. I have been there. And I'm so grateful that I went through that experience and that I dug through this shit so that I could get comfortable with being alone. Yes, it is work. No, it is not easy because if you are in that habit of constantly going and doing or even if you are alone, and this is where it gets kind of funny and tricky when the self-healing journey, even if you are alone, even if you are by yourself, let's say nobody's around you, yet you're still doing so that you can feel something and and be something, right? We're trained to think as humans that we got to be doing something all the freaking time because that's just how we're supposed to freaking do it. And that's not true. You're a human doing if that's what you're doing. Are you a human doing or are you a human being? Okay, we are human beings and we are designed to be. So when you're going through this process of being by yourself, it's the... the art and the habit and the practice, uh, excuse me, the art, the habit and the practice of simply sitting with yourself. You're observing your environment, your thoughts, you're comfortable with simply sitting and being versus having to do something to clean up, to shower, to take care of yourself, to be productive, to, to watch something, right? Watching a movie by yourself is not the same thing as being by yourself and being alone. It's not the same thing. It's completely different, okay? Being intentional with your actions and activities that you do when you're alone is what creates that difference. So if you're new to this process, again, send me a message or comment here and I can share some things that I have done for myself that have supported me through this process, okay? I think this is going to be the last thing that I'll share. The one more thing that I would do differently, and this is just what's come to mind so far as I put my notes together, is I would learn embodiment sooner, okay? So one of the tools that we use is mantras and affirmations because they really do work. However, saying something is only part of it. The other part of that and anchoring it in, and this is actually, I thought about one more thing I'll share too. Um, I would learn how to do embodiment way sooner because Embodiment is the feeling that anchors in what you're saying. Embodiment's the feeling that anchors in the transformation. So embodying the healed version of yourself 
is what's going to anchor in. Okay, when I say anchor in, I mean that it's solidifying it. It is absolutely creating that uh, central point that it doesn't waver. Imagine dropping an anchor into the ocean to anchor a boat. Boat, it holds it in place, right? It's your tack that's going to go hold the sticky note onto the wall, okay? Embodiment is the action that is going to anchor you into who you're becoming. Because healing is actually the tool, right? So if I'm being super serious and honest here, healing is a tool. It's a modality. That's what we do, okay? It's like a modality within a modality. It's a tool within a tool. The outcome of going on a self-healing journey is who you become at the end and who you become through that process. So embodying that version of yourself that's already healed, that greatest, greatest, highest version of yourself, the most healed version of yourself, that is what's going to support you as you go along the process, as you continue along the journey. And the other thing that I'll share is anchoring into it, right? Learning how to anchor into the feeling, the being versus doing and, you know, doing it. <laughs> Give me such a nerd sometimes. All right. That is what is coming up for me right now. And I hope this was helpful. I hope this gives you a new perspective on your healing journey. And no matter where you are in your healing journey, I know you're going to get there. I absolutely believe in you. Like I know you're going to get, get there. It's just a matter of when. This has been another episode by metahealing.me and your podcast host, Rachel Hunter. And I'm so grateful to be able to share this message with you. It is my sincere hope and belief that this has given you a new way to look at your self-healing journey, that you can implement some of these steps and stages that will support you as you go through this journey. And if you ever have any questions, please send me a message. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you are looking for that self-healing journey support kit, we do have one available through our sister company, peacecollective.me you can go to peacecollective.me and submit your info so that you can get a starter guide that will help you on your journey and if you have any questions send me a message i love you you are amazing and i know that you're gonna get there to be the person that you desire have a great day